Welcome back, everyone, to the Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN. My name is Ked. Sitting next to me is Ed. And we are pleased to have with us once again Ron Whittingham from Megan Financial. Ron, welcome. Always Thank always good to be here, Ken. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, thanks for coming in. So we were talking off off, uh, off the air a little bit. Um, give us that uh, that what you call napkin math. Yeah, I, I thought this was really interesting. Um, if you want to save, if you want to have an extra forty thousand dollars per year in retirement, um, and assuming you, what you retire at sixty five, yep, there is there's a calculation for it. Yeah, it's, I mean, real quick, easy math. I mean, we call it back of the napkin math, whatever you want to call it. Right. And this is really kind of when we sit and talk to our, our clients who are not in, in the union because they don't have that, that money saved for them. So, you know, we sit with somebody, it's all goals-based, and we ask them how much money they want in retirement. And let's just say it's it's $40,000 a year. Right. And then they're getting their Social Security benefits, something from their wife. But to get that $40,000 a year, all you really need to do is add a zero to that. So that 40000 becomes 400000 Okay. And then simply multiply times two. So to create that $40,000 income stream at 65, in your life, you need to save $800,000. So, I mean, that seems like a large amount of money to save. Well, I mean, it, it is, but, you know, if it's invested correctly and, mm-hmm. you know, if you start when you're young, it, it, it can get there pretty quick. Is that right? Why? Because of compounding right. or, you know, ex- explain that. Yeah, compound interest. So okay. as long as you get to 72%, your money will double. So if you're, if you're doing 7% a year, it'll take every 10 years, your investments will double. Wow. So is, the is early, obviously the earlier you start... Right, the the quicker you're going to get to that number. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's it sounds kind of nerdy, but I'm a finance guy, and I love like <laughs> cal- compound interest calculators. Right. Yeah. Uh, but just for fun, you should actually Google it uh-huh. and and just start with a a two hundred two hundred dollar a month investment. Right. Started it at the if you're young, started at twenty mm-hmm. years old, thirty and forty, and and the. The end numbers, it's a, the difference is astounding. What, and what is the rate of return that you should put in the compound calculator? Because it usually asks you uh, for a percentage. So what should you drop in there? You like know, what's, what's conservative enough that you know over time the market has returned? Yeah, I mean, I think in a balanced portfolio, so some stocks and bonds, you know, somewhere between 6 and 8%, I think, is realistic. Okay. So if you put in the number 7 you know, I mean, you can mess around with it, right? right. If you're more conservative, yeah. you know, you want to put in six. Or, and if you're, you know, I guess more aggressive, what would you put in, like an eight or something? Yeah, and I think that, that translates also to pension funds because different pension funds across the state use different uh, rates of assumed return. Some are as low as six, and then there are some, uh, a lot of public funds that assume like an 8% return. Which seems to me like... It's tough, a little bit risky. T- yeah, that seems to be tough to get, right? I mean, Ron, what do you think about that? Well, I, I think uh, these a lot of these professional money managers will, um, you know, equities typically, uh, the S&P 500 over time will do 11%. Um, not that you should have all of your money in the S&P 500. Right. You want to be more diversified than that. Um, you know, bad year last year. And, and you were talking again before the break, um, you know, like uh, treasury bonds, you know, mm-hmm. U.S. government bonds, which are safe now that they're, you know, the, the debt ceiling has been passed. Ceiling's been passed so, right. And we're not uh, defaulting on our debt. Yeah, I mean, you can get a, a one-year treasury, so kick the can down the road and get a you know, five-plus percent return, and you know it's guaranteed, which is you know, risk-free. That's, right. th- that's not too bad. And so five, that, 5%, I mean, we haven't seen that in 20 years. Yeah, right? I mean, honestly, I've been doing this for 23 years, mm-hmm. and you know, trying to get 
uh, a bond yielding three, four, five percent was impossible. So right. that hunt for yield, you know, was a lot of work. Now it's now it's easy, but that'll it'll be a challenge for equities because now you can without any risk you can make five percent. So a lot of the money that was you know older people were forced into the market because they were looking for return yeah. is going to come out of the market because they they can get CDs. You know, they can put their money in a CD and, and, and be happy with what they're getting. I mean, look, I, I hit, you know, like I'm pretty conservative, right? And so I've been doing exactly what you just, just described. I'm fine with a 5% return. As a matter of fact, I'm thrilled with it because, you know, over the course of my adult years, yeah. I, I haven't seen such a thing, right? It's been 0.1% for eons now, right? right. Yeah, but the, the one thing you got to think it can, I agree with you. I mean, 5%, it, it hasn't existed in my career as far as that risk-free return, but you can't forget about what inflation is. Right. Right. You know, guess what that is? Sure. 5%. It's, it's 5%. <laughs> yeah. so, so, you know, the real rate of your return is zero. So, which is why typically equities outperform bonds in a rising inflationary period. Okay. And which because, is, but are we in a rising inflationary period or we're in a declining? Because I thought it, I thought we were declining. Well, I mean, it's, it's coming off the highs, but we don't want to, it's not deflationary. We're still, there's still inflation, right? Right. So we're not going to see the, the prices of, of two years ago. Right. We, and we don't want to, because that means the economy is shrinking and it's deflationary. So you, um, we just want inflation, which is still there to moderate. Like about what? Like what are we looking at? I mean, the Fed wants two percent. I got you. That's that's their goal. So, and so, what do they do to to make that happen? Do they keep raising interest rates? Yeah, yeah, they keep raising interest rates to kind of you know slow the roll of the economy. I mean, you know, think about it. I mean, these uh, to get a mortgage right now it's six seven percent. Right. So, I mean, the affordability of these homes is a, is a, a lot less than what it used to be. So, they're going to build less homes, and you know, construction people aren't working, and and that's 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 how you slow things. That's interesting, which is why, obviously, the infrastructure and the you know the Biden bipartisan infrastructure uh, bill was so important, right? And I just took a drive around the Midwest literally over the past few days, and I mean, I can't tell you how much construction there was. Right. Road work, it was unbelievable. Bridges, roads, I mean, absolutely amazing. From from the tip, the northern tip of Indiana to the southern tip of Indiana, I sixty five is under yeah. construction for the whole run. I mean, I in the, driving through the state of Indiana, I was on vacation a week ago. Um, I couldn't tell you the last time I saw that much. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's great. Yeah, it, fantastic. I mean, you see people working, and they're all earning a good wage. Ron, let's go, let's go back to talk about the thing that you said also off the air, which is you were talking to a, one of our members, and he was explaining to you, like, what happened to his neighbor. To explain that. Yeah, so um, I was sitting with a 134 electrician uh, last week, and, you know, he's 55 years old, was awarded Social Security Disability, and which means he's he's retired, right? Right. He's yep. he's fifty five, which is young. His wife's a couple years younger than him. It's a scary thing. I mean, you're, you're done earning, yeah. right? Yeah. And and to make matters worse, this fella, his neighbor, just had to go back to work. He wasn't in the union. Doesn't have a pension. At the age of seventy. Wow. Which yeah. that's you know that's nobody not, wants to see that. No, no. I mean, if somebody wants to work and to keep busy, and I you know sure. I, I get it. The, the fountain of youth is to keep your mind busy, your body busy. But at the age of 70, you don't want to be forced into having to go back to work. So this gentleman was concerned about that, and rightfully so. But I had to explain to him, I'm like, hey, man, don't forget, you have these defined benefit plans. 
You're and, a pension. And, and they're not going to stop. You can live to 90. You can live to 100. You can live forever. And those, that money, <laughs> that, yeah. that money, I mean, you I don't can, think you can live forever, just for the record. But right? if yeah. you did. If you did. The checks would keep coming. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're not even checks. I mean, they're direct deposit. You don't have to even go to the mailbox. Right. So they're just coming. They're coming no matter what. Yeah, that's a, it's a comforting feeling. And, you know, once again, it's the benefit of being in a union, right? You have a, you know, you have a pension. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about going back to work at age 70. I mean, imagine that. Like, it's like, well, I can't feed myself. What am I going to do? And, you know, also, who's hiring a 70-year-old? Yeah. He's not getting a $40, $50 an hour job. Right. Right? I mean, he's going to welcome to Walmart. It's probably something like that. You see a lot, a yeah. lot more of that in different stores. I know? think. I mean, I guess he could go to Iowa, right? Well, in Iowa, he could probably get a job in a slaughterhouse potentially, but he'd be competing against fourteen-year-olds now. So, Ron, back back to uh, back to this. So, so in in other words, you know, I mean, I guess in a, in a nutshell, you're saying that if you're in a union and you have a pension a defined benefit plan that means you're getting a certain amount of dollars per month period for the rest of your life. Yeah, and that's that's the case, but it really, you know, goes back to financial literacy. That's like the it's a real big hot topic right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And 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 really that's defined as the knowledge to make smart decisions about your money. Right. So the 70-year-old at some point in time probably made a bad decision, yeah. right? And now he's at where he's at. Sure. The the really cool thing about the unions mm-hmm. that we work with is that they're making their wage and the retirement savings is done on top of that right right for them yeah okay for everybody else out there for the for the regular blue collar workers out there who don't have those benefits you know if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year you know you got to save for your retirement mm-hmm. you got to pay for your health care you and, and that's your income so you still got to have a home you got to get to work you got to feed the family and, you know, especially with rising prices right now, what's the first thing that's going to stop? Savings. Yeah. yeah. You're going to stop right. saving. You're just going to kick the can down the road, and then, but that's going to force you to maybe work longer. Right. Because if you're saving, you know, 5000 a year or 10000 a year, you're never going to get to that 800000 by the time that you're 65 years old. Like, the, the retirement savings isn't just a, a little rainy day fund. It's got to be a significant portion of your income. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is is that... Going back to financial literacy, the first thing you need to do is figure out a budget. Right. Okay, there's money coming in, there's money going out. You know, Listen, wants and, and needs, and, and that goes uh, that that uh, goes across the board, union and non-union. I know a million union guys that don't budget anything. Right? I know unions that have no budget; <laughs> they just spend whatever comes in. Yeah. You know, and, and you, you have to sit down and literally just, like you said, plan out a budget. Here's my car payment. Here's my house payment. Here's what I spend on food. Here's how much I can save. And you help with that, right? Megan will basically help them with financial literacy, correct? Yeah. So uh, for the union folks, it's just really educating them on what their benefits are because it's yep. done for them. Yep. Which is great. Um, and for the people who aren't in the union, you know, obviously, um, either way, our advisors go to your kitchen table yeah. and they sit with you and your family, you know, and they, they know your story, you know, they create a, a plan and, you know, it's up to you guys to stick to the plan. Right. Right. But they're with you for your whole lives. And are you going into unions now, Ron, and, and doing financial literacy and, and seminars and pre-retirement and apprentices? Like, are you doing all the, this, the whole spectrum of that? Yeah, I mean, we—that's our kind of menu, and the unions kind of, you know, choose what they want. I mean, most of them now, honestly, apprentices are the big thing. Yeah, you know, they want to talk to them, and you know, local one hundred and fifty has a know your union um, 
uh, seminar, yep. mm-hmm. which is great. Yep. You know, because um, you know, I always say that the benefits are the union's best kept secret. For sure. For sure. And uh, you know, we're we're kind of like the mechanism to get that out. We're the, the boots on the ground, and you know, sitting at the kitchen tables yeah. and explaining that stuff. And I think now that we're you know we're seeing the the results of the the infrastructure bills, right? We're seeing uh, you know everywhere I go, people are like, oh, we're bringing on this many apprentices. You know, we're dying for apprentices. We need more bodies here, et cetera. And to get these young men early, or young men and women early, and make sure that they understand, mm-hmm. you know, their benefit package and how much they should be saving, or you know, what their annuity looks like. Like or what the pension does. Some people have a pension and have no annuities. Some unions have an annuity and a pension. And you start working in the building trades now at 20, 21, mm-hmm. you're a millionaire when you when oh, you leave. I mean, more than that, Ken. I mean, you're, I mean it's, I, it's a huge number. I, yeah. You know, I was talking to um, Kevin Connolly from 134 uh, the other day, and his uh, communication uh, workers are at something almost like $13 an hour going for their annuity. I mean, oh. that's... That's real money. That's what we were talking about. I mean, that's significant retirement savings. It's an amazing amount of money. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you start at 20. I mean, I, I mean, you work 30 years. Forget about it. You're not going to have any worries. You're not, you're not going back to Walmart at 70. No. <laughs> when I, you might own a, own a Walmart. <laughs> I had a calculus teacher when I was in high school. And at the time, I, didn't, I don't think I understood the, the importance of what he did. But for the first week of the class, he taught us about, about compound interest. And basically, it was... If you start investing a little bit now when you're 17, 18 years old, you can do that for like 10 years and just let it ride after that. And you'll wind up with more money than somebody who waited until they were 30 and invested every year until they retired. So for apprentices or for folks out there, the best time to learn about this stuff and start investing is uh, is right now. It's probably 10 years ago, 20 years ago, but the second best time is right now. Ron, right. Where, where, where can they reach you? Yeah, so uh, on the web at megent.com or uh, our phone number, we're here in uh, our hubs in Orland Park, 708-444-1090. Yeah, listen, uh, we appreciate your coming on, and we appreciate all the support, by the way, for, for the workers, Mike. And, and I know every union I talk to really values what you bring to the table, because this is really important. And we've never really had this before. We just sort of, like you said, we just, all right, we got benefits. I don't know what they are. Just, I'm just going to work. And now we're starting to understand exactly what our benefits are. And if you're listening out there, come to the building trades. You will have everything that Ron is talking about and then some. So um, we, we got to take a quick break. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're going to be back right here on uh, 720 WGN. Ron, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for being right. here, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. Ron Whittingham, Investment Executive, 15321 South 94th Avenue, Suite 100, Orland Park, Illinois, 60462, 708-444-1090. Securities and advisory services offered through Cetera Advisors, LLC, member FINRA SIPC, a broker-dealer and a registered investment advisor. Cetera is under separate ownership from any other named entity. The views depicted on this broadcast are general in nature and are provided for informational use only. The views are not necessarily those of Cetera Advisors, LLC. They should not be considered as specific investment or tax advice. All information is believed to be from reliable sources. However, we make no representation as to its completeness or accuracy. Keep in mind that investing involves risk, including loss of principal. Investment decisions should be based on individuals' own goals, time horizon, and tolerance for risk. Consult your investment and or tax professional regarding your unique situation.